When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Winners from A-Day. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, there are some, I hate to put it this way, but there were some some losers from A-Day. Um, some things that didn't go quite as well for yeah. certain groups or certain certain players. We'll talk about that, but let's start with the winners, of course. Uh, obviously, we talked about it yesterday. We'll reiterate it today. A big winner from A-Day was Robbie Ashford. Mm. Coach actually talked about him in, in the presser and had some pretty positive things to say 15 practices later from the start of spring practice. Let's kind of look to see what uh, Coach Freeze had to say about Robbie Ashford. Coach, uh, the quarterback position, Robbie looked like this was the atmosphere that he could really capitalize in. You talk about competing in this league. Do you feel good at that quarterback spot with what you have on the field? I feel better uh, than I did 15 practices ago. Um, I still think there's a – I really think from this point now until uh, the end of fall camp – there's so much that that needs to happen for somebody to solidify being the guy. And um, I think all have improved. I think all are still inconsistent with some things. We really had every indication. Man, we were really wanting to to throw that ball around today. (laughs) And it just, you know, it would have been really ugly and probably a lot of three and outs had we we tried to do that. And, um, but, you know, I think Robbie got better, and he's really been fun to coach. And I think he's trying to change some of the things that that may have caused at least me concern about him being the quarterback leader, uh, whether it be body language or ball security or uh, your just your demeanor in general, the way you talk, the way you talk to your teammates. And I don't know that anybody's ever really challenged him like I did this spring with that. And I thought all three of them responded to our challenges and just were like, coach, just please coach me. Very different tone coming from Hugh Freeze uh, regarding the quarterbacks, specifically Robbie Ashford, compared to 
how he talked about his quarterbacks at the beginning of spring practice. Mike G, you were there covering. You saw it in person. Uh, you were there inter- interviewing Hugh Freeze. What do you make of that as well as Robbie's performance from yesterday? I got a little different. He didn't say this, but I have a little of a, a bit of a different spin on his changing or evolving attitude on Robbie Ashford. Um, when you come in, you don't know him. And I think that some of this was Robbie making an effort to take a look at some of the things that he wanted him to take a look at. But I think a, a percentage of this was him just getting to know who he is as a person. Percep- your perception can change drastically based on, you know, you knowing somebody. You know, listen to what he said. He said, I think he's got better and he's been fun to coach. Now, you can take that a lot of different ways. You can take the fun to coach comment a lot of different ways, but uh, I don't think that's, that didn't sound much like coach speak. I think he got an athlete who can do some things that he he's not had in quarterbacks before. And that's got to be fun to coach. Now, what I saw on A-Day and why I think Robbie Ashford was a big winner, they didn't throw the ball a lot because of the conditions. They changed kind of the script of A-Day and, um, I don't think that Hugh Freeze had any interest in putting uh, on a sloppy exhibition, which is what it may have looked like had they passed the way they had originally intended going into this game. But because of that, we got to see Robbie Ashford run the ball. And I know you can't hit the quarterbacks, but man, let me tell you something. A lot of those runs to the outside, they weren't close to him. These aren't plays that would have been blown dead. It looked effortless. He looked effortless running the ball and bouncing to the outside and getting around the edge. So I think Robbie Ashford was clearly the biggest winner from A-A if we have to pick one. If we're saying, you know, hey, there's a winner, I, I don't see, man. In that format, with how much, with how they had to play, he was definitely a winner because he got to show off how athletic he is. Again, like if you had forgotten how athletic Robbie Ashford is, you were reminded. And, you know, Hugh Freeze also during this pressure made a point of saying, we may have to play a game like this in the fall. So this could be an experience that they draw on and saying, hey, it's sloppy, we can't throw the ball a lot, and we've got to run, and our O-line is going to have to block, and our quarterback is going to have to make plays with his legs. And I think that he got a chance to show that off because he was asked about how you evaluate that part of his game. And he said, I don't know. It is hard. It is difficult. But I think they got a chance to do that on Saturday, at least a little, you know. So Robbie Ashford, to me, biggest winner from Saturday. Biggest winner. Ike or B, you can you can chime in. We talked about his performance yesterday, but what do you make of Hugh Freeze's comments about Robbie Ashford? His evolving attitude about whether or not Robbie Ashford can be the kind of leader, which is what he talked about specifically, the kind of leader Um, from the quarterback position that could be in there is something that's important to note because I think that was the big thing that he was looking for. Like, who has the maturity to be a leader in the locker room from that position? He wasn't sure that 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 existed. He had those exact comments when we ask about his evaluation of the quarterback position. He's like, I'm looking for these type of guys to do these things. I think Robbie's uh, done a long, uh, come a long way, excuse me, in Coach Hugh Freeze's mind in terms of that specifically. Uh, so definitely looking forward to seeing how he continues to evolve in that. And hopefully he he's gained some additional confidence um, in his abilities to to be the kind of quarterback. But, um, you know, of course, we didn't get an opportunity to see how much evolution he's made as a passer. 
Um, and I think that's the big thing that um, that most fans are still waiting to see. For sure. I agree with all that. I disagree with Mike a little bit here. I think if they were playing full speed, they would have got Robbie on some of them runs, for real. I thought they were close, and they were just like, all right. Because you know what day it is. I thought I thought the defenders were close enough to make contact, um, and they were just they were a little generous with the whistle on holding too. One or two times where they probably he would have got got, and it's not that Robbie would have gotten gotten as easily as holding. But I was like, they they know who Robbie is when he's coming around the corner. They would they would have put on a, a couple a little juice to try to get to him. Not that they would have necessarily gotten him, but they know who Robbie is. But I I, I still agree with y'all though. It was the best showing possible for him. Maybe not passing the ball a lot, that not being part of the script was actually beneficial for Robbie Ashford because it comes down to what you can do with your legs, how good you can look, and when it's time to throw, how'd you look throwing? It wasn't going to be a lot. It didn't have to be a lot. He had the one really big completion to Tavares Dawson. Tavares Dawson secured the catch. And the rest of it was just making the right read, and he did. And that's that's the best thing you can say, Robbie, on that day because you would have thought it would be similarly as easy to just make the right reads and take what the defense gives you. But, I mean, we heard, again, live action, you Freeze wasn't as complimentary of every other quarterback, one in particular, when he he was just expected to make the right decision on a play. So I think Robbie did. His, his stock rose with Hugh Freeze specifically because that seemed like the question mark coming in was their leadership ability, their character on the field and off the field. Is that locker room going to respond to you? Can I trust you? And I think Robbie made significant progress up through spring practice and up to a day. Well, listen, we we talked about Robbie Ashford. He was a winner. Although we're not saying he's won the starting job. I don't think anyone is staying, saying that. But I think he's done enough, as we articulated yesterday, he's done enough to be considered a legitimate contender for this QB1 job, regardless of what the coaching staff does in, in the offseason with the transfer portal. Robbie is definitely one of the guys vying for that job, and he's he showed as much up to this point. Let's talk about another winner, guys. Talk about another winner, and there's there's multiple groups, multiple people involved here. I'm just going to say Auburn's running game was a winner in a day. Uh, that's the running backs. Pretty much, if you lined up in the backfield as a running back, you had a good day. Uh, the O-line did a really good job. Let's hear from Hugh Freeze about his assessment of the running game, the old line improvement, the whole nine yards. Coach, uh, what did you guys get better at the most during the spring, and what would you like to get better at preseason before you play a game? Well, I think you know from today, I think you'd say overall, I thought I think we 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 we're running the ball fairly well and getting the dirty yards from our backs. Our quarterbacks helping in the run game, so I'd have to say, you know, I think we improved that old line some, and um, and they look pretty decent today. Thoughts on that, Mike? Uh, listen, <laughs> he went on to say that he completely underestimated Demar Elston during this presser. Uh, he made comments about Demar. He was just like, "Man, I ain't give him enough credit. <laughs> that guy is good." And, I mean, the running backs were clearly winners. Jarquez Hunter, winner. You know why? Because he had to play. <laughs> For real. <laughs> it was just, you know, I'm set. I'm good to go. He gave him a lot of love leading up to a oh, anyway. Man, so he, listen, he was a winner before a Yeah, he was with a winner chicken dinner. Jarquez Hunter, right? Uh, DeMar Austin won. 
you know, Shaw Jackson kind of put on a show. This was uh, a popular pick f- uh, for a lot of people for uh, 8A MVP because we figured the starters weren't going to play it you know, a lot. So by the numbers, somebody like John, Sean Jackson. Uh, but he had a big, big run in this one. Uh, wait, was it called back? I, Man, uh, I don't think uh, they called it back. No, I, don't I don't think, think they called it back. I don't think they called it back. Yeah, right. Uh, there was a flag that was thrown on one of the plays. I don't think it was on Batiste's big run. But we got a chance to see him get in the open field. And a little bit of what they were saying about how he's hard to tackle. I think if you combine that with Robbie Ashford, oh, man, you know, making plays every once in a while with his arm, you know, and a lot with his legs. If this offensive line performs like that against SEC defenses, this offense will look very 2010-ish. It'll look very 2010-ish. With the quarterback making plays, you know, in the run game, the running back's getting loose because of it. And, you know, your O-line just going up there and smashing people in the mouth. Make a play or two down the field with your arm to keep defensives honest. And and then you've got a three-headed monster at running back to just throw at people constantly. Whew. I don't know, man. I thought I was encouraged by what I saw. And the running backs were a big part of that. So um, over the last four games of last season, we saw that this running, the potential this running game has. Right? So you return Jarquez Hunter. You return Damari Austin. And then you add Batiste. Plus... An O-line that had nowhere to go but up. Yeah. And, and, and turns out it wasn't even as bad as we thought it was in the run game because they put up 300 on Alabama. So now, again, a big part of that is the quarterback running the ball. But still, I don't know, man. I just, I liked it. If we're talking running backs, I'm, I'm including Robbie Ashford as part of the running game, man. And he's your yeah. fourth running back on the field. Yo, yeah. I know you won't like me saying that, but hey, bro, you can run, you can run. <laughs> so the run game, clear winner uh uh yesterday. Clear winner yesterday. I I thought it was it was fun. I thought it was fun to watch, and it was great uh to see that in spite of the conditions as well, too, because um we knew they weren't gonna be able to pass the ball the way they wanted to. So it was kind of fun to see the run game thrive a little bit when everybody knew they were gonna run it. So when you know it's coming and you can do it anyway, that's good. Now, you're not left. With, I mean, we'll talk about it later. You may be not left with a great feeling on the other side of the ball. But uh, it'd be a welcome change to see Auburn score some points and move the ball. You know, yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought, I thought, I thought they were clear winners yesterday. Uh, B, thoughts? Thoughts on, thoughts on the run game? Thoughts on Hugh Freeze comments? Run game is run game, man. Run game was what we hoped we would see from an offensive line making room over the last hour and 15 minutes. I just rewatched the scrimmage. But then the running backs had more room than they've seen since like 2017. Night and day. Night and day. We're talking two, three yards upfield. And then like Damari had, he he could he got to the hole and was like, oh. Then he checked his GPS on his phone to see which route was the quickest. And then he ran outside to get some yards. Shut up. Like this, it, it was more. Check his Garmin. You like that? <laughs> Garmin, Demar Austin, like 1920. Why he got a Garmin? He don't even know what Garmin is. I, I couldn't think of, I couldn't think of a GPS brand. 
<laughs> Garbage is the only thing I can think of. GPS dead, man. It's just cell phones now. It's just cell phones. Okay, all right. Apple Maps? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. you know you're going to be lost using Apple Maps. <laughs> use, use a Google Maps. But <laughs> taking you to places that don't exist. Ways. The, <laughs> the, um, the, the amount of room that the running backs had was wild. Wild. More often mm. than they didn't, they had... I, I distinctly remember watching like Missouri, right? The Missouri game last year. Mm. And us lining up in that eye with Tank back there. And it's like, all right, Missouri's going to be two yards into the backfield when he gets the ball. And that, that's your play. Tank may make a guy miss and get back to the line, get one or two yards. Or he may get tackled for a loss of one or two. Because no room. No room for him to work. He was an outstanding back. And I, it, it really grinds my gears that we didn't do more for Tank on the offensive line because I think he would have had some Auburn record book production if we had just gotten him a decent offensive line in the three years he was here. So I'm watching this line now. I'm like, this is, this is, this is all we've been asking for. We've had outstanding running backs who were able to do something with subpar line play. These guys, I mean, I, maybe Jarquez doesn't have a legendary year by the numbers because we're going to be splitting so much because there are so many backs that we have that can contribute. But... This is this is it. That's what I saw more more than the individual greatness of a running back because it tends to look great for the running back when you've got that much room to work. So the fact that every running back that got in was Eden, it's the line. It's the line. We didn't really get to see. Okay, how good can they pass block? Why would we pass like what all of seven eight times maybe? Mm. It, it, we weren't going to see what they could do pass blocking when that was the script. So yeah. run blocking. Hey, winner. Yeah, winner. Hey, hey <laughs> for winner sure. for run blocking. Yeah, it's going to be so important. I think it's going to be so important uh, for them to just be able to, you know, keep the ball on the ground because if you can keep the ball on the ground, you can control the clock. Right. And if you can control the clock, you can do a lot of great things, you know, in college football these days. So, um, you know, went on the ground. It was encouraging too because you brought in all these linemen. Right, you brought yeah. in nine linemen, and that's all they talked about. He brought in all these linemen, and and it was good to see them go out there and, and block better than a lot of people remember. The last you know thing that's in a lot of people's mind is just a line that could not be effective, and so um, I think with with bringing all the linemen, you, you're kind of validated in that, right? When they be right when they go out and they play like that, yeah, it's just like hey, they didn't bring in a bunch of warm bodies; they actually brought in talent that improved the room. Yeah. So, you know, I thought it was good. And it wasn't a lot of, I mean, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't see a lot of trickery out there in terms of like some of those runs. I mean, the uh, they just kind of ran it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, it looked straight up. And so that was smash mouth football that they played in the run game. Sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let's also talk about and, and this kind of this kind of features a guy. He didn't really have make a big play or anything stat worthy or uh, noteworthy yesterday. But Hugh Freeze spent time talking about Keldrick Falk as well as some of the other freshmen that we named yesterday, as if you know whether or not we were going to be able to see them flash in a day's game. But here's Hugh Freeze's thoughts on some of the incoming freshmen. 
pretty much all these guys are guys we flipped who were committed to other programs. So mm. let's hear Hugh Freeze's thoughts. What type of spring did you think that Keldrick Folk had just being a young guy and seeing him in there today with the defense? I don't know if you were paying too much attention to him, but what did you think about him? Yeah, it's hard for me to tell a lot until I watch the film, but uh, I love Keldrick. I love his attitude. I love the way he comes to work. I mean, it's, he should still be in high school. And, uh, and he and Connor Lou and Can Lee really stood out. As, as three freshmen that um, that that we think in the 23 class we'll look back on and say, man, we, we got us three really good ones. And number one, he's a great human being. Mm. I praise. I praise for these three guys, especially Keldrick Falk, who the ninth hour, uh, we was able to snatch him away from Florida State. Uh, Ike, I'll start with you, man. What, 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 what do you make of that type of praise? And it just seems like Falk, will be he will be a guy there at the at the at the position at the edge position um for Auburn in the future. Yeah, I think that uh you know listen coach Hugh Freeze is he is laser focused on his ability to recruit and I think he knows he needs to give some confidence to everybody that hey man if I if I, if during the recruiting process I I I tell you that you're going to come in here and you're going to play or you're going to get some time, or we're going to give you a shot, I'm going to do that. And I'm, he's going to go out there at the press conferences, and he's going to let people know, these young men that I brought in here are going to play. Mm. And that's that's a signal to other guys that, hey, man, when he says they're going to play, they're going to play. Yeah, He knows that he needs to do that. And that doesn't mean that I feel like he's being disingenuous when he talks about Keldrick Falk. I think he actually is going to be a stud. When you just look, he he's built like a grown man already. Like he's he's not some guy that they had to come in, put him into program. Oh, we got to put, you know, a couple pounds on him. Nah, bro is ready today to go out there and compete. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. Um, it's going to be one of those things where it's it's Keldrick Falk is a prospect where if he doesn't mold into an SEC caliber defensive lineman, that is that's bad because he came he came off the bus ready. Yeah. So you need to make sure you don't miss on young men like that. Right. And you're not going to continue to get guys like that if you can't take guy. You know, we talk about this all the time. Some guys, they're just, they're going to be pros. It doesn't matter where they line up and play football. Right. The question is, can you get them on your program? Right. If Auburn can continue to land guys like that, you don't want to miss with those guys. You need to put them in the NFL. You need to showcase them. You need to highlight them. Looking forward to Keldrick Falk wrecking offensive lines for three years. And I think that's a good point you made in that, yes, Keldrick Falk has been good, but I think Hugh Freeze is strategically sending a message uh, from his pressers that say, hey, I'm putting good guys in positions to contribute at positions of need. Yeah. And so if I if I say we need you. You're going to play. You're going to get an opportunity to actually prove yourselves. And I I, I like what he's doing uh, from 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 that angle. So, Mike G, be willing. Any thoughts on that before we get to yeah, some comments? Before right now, uh, because he kind of addressed this. He was like, right now, the, the message is, come, we need we we need you. Please show up. Uh, and he had a bunch of recruits there. So this is a great message. Yeah. You know, you got a bunch of five star recruits on campus. Hey, man, this four star guy, he's gonna play. He's good. We like him. And here's some other guys that maybe you haven't heard of or maybe you have, and they're going to play too. Yeah. So showing that you do have a willingness to play the best player, right? And not always because 
we seemed to, and this is something I bemoaned over the years, is the deference to experience over talent sometimes. Instead of just putting the most talented guy on the field, you know, it's 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 the seniority. It's the, he's been here, he's earned it. I don't give a damn what you've earned, right? Well, if, you're on, good, <laughs> if you're not good, if you're not good, if you're not good. Okay, okay. If there's somebody that, better it's than you. It's silly to say that somebody's earned something that they're not good at, right? Like, what right, are you doing? Right, right. Yeah. right. That's like, why I'm like, let's put around this earned word. Right. Did he earn it? Yeah, that's, that's. I mean, it's like, get a, get an attendance certificate, not playing time. Like, what are we talking right. about? Right, right. right. That's like me giving you an A because you showed up to class every day. Hey, sh- he keeps showing up, so might as well give him. What are we doing? No, no, be, be, be you're not going to play. Be you you now. will not be the valedictorian just because you showed up every day to school. And that's not how we're going to. Hey, uh, a little Timmy who can barely read, come up here and give the speech for everybody because you you had the best attendance in school this year. Yeah, Often you and on everyone getting them sick, but he was there. <laughs> yeah, Bill yeah. Bill Laden is the greatest. Hold up, Mike. At terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's uh, YouTube. Please don't flag that that comment. <laughs> so, I'll say it is. What are you talking about? All this, all this stuff in the past about guys who you know were were you know the senior guys that you like. I'll give, give, give a damn who you like. <laughs> I think we'll take this I one down. Uh, <laughs> we need all the super chats now because we oh, have no. been demonetized as yeah, a, a shadow, channel. Apparently. Shadow bad. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I just it just felt like there was a deference to that in the past, right? And, and and this is what I'm hoping. Every coach that comes in, I'm hoping we're moving past that. No favoritism. Yeah. No, you know, and even for a guy, you know, even his comments going back to his comments about Robbie, he wasn't sure. Right. But he was able to change his mind. And I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you know, these guys who are good team guys, great, man, they should have a role. They should definitely have a role. But, you know, keeping the most talented guy on the bench because of some bullcrap seniority philosophy is crap. And yeah. if Keldrick Falk is the best one, put him out there. That's it, man. I mean, I don't. You know, I think that's a better signal to the future recruits that are coming into your program than, you know, the converse, which is going to be, I'm not ever going to be able to supplant somebody just because they've been here longer. Yeah, right. it's such right. an old school high school crap. Uh, let me let me say this though about the not playing the the best guys. There are some situations where the best guys also might have some impulse control issues. And which is a reason where they're like, hey, man, you, I can't trust you completely. And that has been a reason in the past why some guys see more seats um, than they probably should. So it's not always, hey, you're killing it at practice, but this other very mediocre player in front of you is like a fourth year starter. And yeah. you're way better than like, yes, listen, if you're young, but you're good, you're going to get on the field because coaches need to win. Now, every coach has a different metric and a standard for what is this hurdle you need to clear to get on the field? And are you going to meet it? Because I, mean, I think uh, the last regime, a lot of it was clear this hurdle to get on the field. And it wasn't necessarily because you were doing something bad. It's just, here's my personal hurdle for you. Clear it. And it didn't really matter if you were the best player or not. It's like, wait, but 
Can I just don't clear the hurdle? And so you what what ends up happening is if you don't have if there's nothing really holding you back mm. except something in in the coach's head that you need to some criteria you need to meet. If the guy in front of you doesn't, I don't know, go off the field and kick some puppies, then you're just gonna be on the bench. Like, well, hold up, man. So somebody's got to get hurt. They've got to do something just terrible. Was it Tank that was his freshman year? He didn't start the first few games, and we were that like, is "Correct." Like, yes. like, wait, why is this it guy starting until Georgia again? Yep. When the few guys yeah. ahead of him got was injured, that he got a chance to showcase. Yeah, now, to was, be I mean, fair, was, they didn't get a spring, so it's not like they they got to see Tank for what like four weeks in the fall camp, and that even the fall camp was like weird because of COVID. So I don't know if I. I'm not faulting him 100%, bro. I ain't giving him a pass on that one. <laughs> I'm not giving him a pass I don't on know. that one. Like, we're, we're discovering who Robbie has made a leap in the spring. We're discovering what Batie can do in the spring. This offensive line might be brand new just in the spring. I think that's a good evaluation period. You take that away as along with installing a new offense with that 2020 season. Now, I'm not telling you Gus was the greatest evaluator of who needed to be on the field because I definitely think he was not. But I see why you might not have been able to identify Tank as early as possible for that 2020 season. How many games in? How many games in? I think it was, the, it was the, the, it was Georgia, so it was like the second or third game. I think it was, it was the second By game. the second game, he was in because he was the healthy running back. By it the was game. a Georgia game. Yeah. yeah, And it was like Starting? the second half of that game. Right. Okay. Yeah, so he didn't start that game. No. He didn't start it, no. Because Chavez got hurt and it was a DJ James. Not DJ James. DJ, uh, the running back that was in front of him. Williams. Yeah. DJ Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's what it was. Wow. Yeah, yeah man. See, again, that's kind of what I'm talking about. It was like, it took you a few games to figure it out when it was, I think it was pretty obvious. Like, you know, get him on the field. I mean, the only excuse you would have had would have been he didn't know the blocking schemes or he wasn't picking up blitz protection. Which, again, he didn't get any springs, so that might have been the case. I don't know. Uh, y'all know I'm not caping for Gus. Oh, he's you know I'm not caping for Gus. Put him on the field. Hugh Freeze, like, listen, man. Hugh Freeze came in, and, you know, but despite the competition mantra, he straight up just said, Jarquez, I've seen enough of Jarquez Hunter to know that he's the best. <laughs> right? That's how we felt about Tank. He and coached Jarquez a single down. And he was the backup running back. Now, mind you, there's enough tape on him. Right. But I'm just saying, like, there's some things you just know. And I Not a lot like- of tape on Damari Austin. And he was like, yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 that, and, and that's something to be make note of, too, Ike, is that coaches do come in with preconceived notions about players. Right. There are coaches like a Hugh Freeze who's willing to pivot and say, you know what? I was wrong about dude. Right. Or some of them never pivot. Mm-hmm. I underestimated Damari Austin. Yeah. He's a dude. Yeah. Okay, great. That's awesome. Now, we always knew Damari was a dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just waiting on him to catch up. For sure. So, For sure. I'm just saying, if, if there's a dude, get the dudes on the field immediately. And stop playing this, this seniority game, man. I'm so sick of it. I think this program in particular has been held back a lot by that. When Cam came in, they didn't waste a summer playing around like they didn't know who the quarterback was going to be. I mean, right? it was kind of like, I mean, you, but you, you saw no, who no, else was in that room. You saw who else was in that room. Who was in that room? Who was in that room? They were very clear, though, that he was so hard to evaluate. But they did make a jump. It was somewhat of a jump for them to just go ahead and name him the starter after, right after the spring. All right. 
you got Ray Lewis out there throwing 60-yard bombs. It's not uh, a hard decision. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's not, it's not like it's not, it's I think that that is that is 2020 bias, right? Like that, that's hindsight bias. That's hindsight bias on Cam. Nobody knew what Cam was gonna be until he was. And they had to say early on, he's going to be a dude, get him out there. He's the best talent. They could. It would have been very easy to lean on one of the guys that had been in the room and say, oh, well, we're going to start with him and we'll see what, you know what I mean? They didn't even play that game. They just went to the guy who was clearly the best talent. I don't think it was as clear cut as you guys are making it. You know, yeah, yo, I just don't know, man. I I feel like they they had they just went with the guy, and the team benefited from them making the decision right after the spring, rather than trying to play the we're going to drive competition game, right? Like they did that, have ten games of JUCO tape in the uh, JUCO championship tournament bracket for Cam though, because he won. Yeah, it's still JUCO tape. It's still it's tape. Still tape. Right. It's still JUCO tape. Hey, guys, you got to have hey, tape, guys. Guys, this this is this is twenty twenty three. Let's get back. Let's 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 <laughs> focus on let's focus on now. 